It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on thunder, your daily Oklahoma city thunder podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Thunder taking on the San Antonio Spurs tonight. We're going to discuss if the NBA should, will, or might put the season on hold and recap the NBA G League draft, which took place on Monday ahead of the Disney World bubble uh, coming up in early February. Again, the G League bubble is so important this year, more so than any other G League season, and, and this is no offense to anyone who has played in the G League prior to this year, but what's really interesting this year is the G League Ignite team, which is just littered with talent of draft prospects. At the top, you know, that can go and will go in the top five, you have Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga, and then you have Isaiah Todd, Deshaun Nix. I mean, you have a lot of talent with that Ignite team. They're well coached, they have veterans around them, and they're going to be playing competition that we've never seen before. I mean, we've seen guys play above NCAA heading into the draft, playing overseas. But these are legitimate NBA-type veterans, guys who you truly and honestly see playing in this league at some point in the NBA G League. They're going to be going up against that every single night You know, for, for the 13-game, 12-game schedule, however many games this gets expanded to. You're going to see that every night, whereas in the you know, NCAA, you're going to see games like Kansas against Tarleton State. I mean, 
those are the kind of games, like Cade Cunningham, his first game was against, what, San Antonio, Northeast, West State. You, you can't get a good read on where these players are out playing that kind of competition. And even within the Power Five, I mean, each conference only has a handful of good teams. In the Big 12 for Cade Cunningham, you're really looking at how he plays in Lawrence. You're looking at how he plays against, well, West Virginia, Baylor, Texas. But I mean, outside of that, you just want to see him keep doing his thing, but you don't get a ton of opportunity to see him play top-level talent. Whereas with this G League Ignite team, they're only going to be playing NBA-caliber talent. And that can really damage their numbers. So while their numbers might not look flashy, maybe they're not as efficient as they would be in the NCAA, or, or just simply do not have the, the counting stats, rebounds, assists, points, uh, the way they normally would in college, they're going to get veteran experience, and you're going to get to evaluate them more for how they would actually adapt to the NBA game, how their game translates in the early goings. And there's been some positive returns about those guys in these scrimmages. And we've got to talk to them all throughout December. We'll have more G League Ignite media availability this week, and we'll have even more throughout the season, of course. So with the G League draft that happened on Monday, the Oklahoma City Blue made three selections. They selected Xavier Simpson, the Michigan point guard that went undrafted in this year's draft, Vincent Edwards from Purdue, 6'8 forward, and Rob Edwards from Arizona State, a 6'5 guard. Now, Rob Edwards played with Lou Dort at Arizona State. He won Player of the Week a month apart from Lou Dort. And interesting enough, in that season, 2018-19, Arizona State only had four players win the Pac-12 Player of the Week award. So the Arizona State program had four players that year win the Player of the Week award for the conference. And the Thunder, throughout this season, in one way or another in this organization, have had three of the four. They had uh, uh, Zinlin Cheatham in training camp. Of course, Lou Dort is a starter on this team. And now they welcome him, Rob Edwards, to the Blue organization, and he'll join the team in the bubble. Uh, that's what you need to know about these draft picks, really, for the upfront part. Uh, up front, you're going to see Simpson, you're going to see Edwards and Edwards playing in the bubble because if you're drafted in the G League draft this year, you must report to the bubble. You must play on the team. That's the early reports of, of what's been uh, put out there by various G League sources. Jonathan uh, Gioni uh, from ESPN, he's a big one, just following the G League draft really well, following the G League as a whole very well. Uh, so, of course, we know that Edwards played with uh, Lou Dort. Vincent Edwards has played with the Blue before and spent a little time in Thunder training camp before. Uh, so, you know, these guys are familiar I am interested in uh, Xavier Simpson. He had a really good senior year, you know, last year in Michigan. Before that, really had nothing to write home about stat-wise and, and really had nothing production-wise to write home about and then really came onto the scene his last year at Michigan and goes undrafted. I think that all these guys have potential, and that's the part that is key here because as you look around the G League draft, all the veterans go undrafted. There was no team picking up Lance Stevenson. There was no team picking up Mario Chalmers. There was no team picking up Michael Beasley and so on and so forth. And I think that the Thunder look at this as an opportunity here to bring in young guys with their player development and just see what happens. I mean, what's the harm in, in seeing how uh, uh, Xavier Simpson performs inside the bubble with the blue? Now, going back to Rob Edwards, not only did he play with Lou Dort, he also had a game in which he made seven three-pointers on February 27th 2020. Now he played in 122 games in college. And in those games split between Cleveland State University and Arizona State University, he shot 36% from beyond the arc. For Vincent Edwards, as you know, he did play with the blue 
uh, earlier in his G League career. Uh, he shot 41% from deep at Purdue, averaged 13.6 rebounds a night at Purdue. He's 24 years old, was selected in the second round of the 2018 draft, and traded to Houston. So he started his career in Houston, had two games uh, with Houston that year, went one for four at the NBA level, and then, of course, has played with the Blue before. He was their second first-round pick tonight as at number seven, the Thunder grabs Xavier Simpson from Michigan. Simpson is 23 years old. He was undrafted in the 2020 class. He averaged seven points, four assists, three rebounds for his career at Michigan, but again, did not come onto the scene until his last year where he averaged, I believe, 12 points for the Wolverines. He's only six feet tall, and... This is the big problem that I see with Simpson. He's only six feet, and his shooting splits were 45, 31, 59%. That is the floor three and free throw. Now, in 2019, 2020, he did in that season that he averaged 12 points, his highest of his career. He also averaged 36% from beyond the arc, so improved that a bit in his last season. Uh, had a cup of coffee with the Lakers in training camp this year, uh, but of course was released, and now he'll try to catch on with the Thunder in the G League bubble. So that's where we're at with a Thunder draft. Uh, outside of the Thunder, you saw Thunder legend uh, Admiral Schofield get picked number one overall by the Greensboro Storm or Swarm, uh, the Hornets affiliate. Uh, Justin Patton, Thunder legend, was selected ninth overall uh, by Westchester. And then Alonzo Trier, who of course had a uh, little mini run in him, right? I mean, Alonzo Trier at one time had a watered-down version of the Jeremy Lin effect, uh, but he's now in the G League draft, picked fourth overall. And then Leangelo Ball goes undrafted. Not sure what's going to happen with him. Uh, it sounds like he wants to play in the bubble, but as we talked about yesterday, there's over 300 players who who are eligible to get on rosters, but only 170 roster spots. So the number crunch just seems as though Leangelo Ball will not play, but that's not... Official, we'll see if he can catch on somewhere else, but Langelo Ball did go undrafted, and we mentioned the veterans going undrafted, which I found a bit surprising that the veterans were undrafted, and in a normal season, I get that. I totally get that, because in my opinion, the upside and the just potential in the one in a million chance that Xavier Simpson becomes a role player in the NBA, or either of the Edwards do, in the one in a million chance that happens, that's better that's a more of a net gain than trotting out Lance Stevenson in the G League. It just makes more sense to draft that way. However, as we're going to talk about coming up, as the NBA is still swirling with this whole COVID stuff and they're trying to figure out how to make this season go on, and we talked before the year about them expanding their rosters and needing to do that, as that now gets reintroduced onto the table of the NBA possibly considering expanding these rosters, if you draft Lance Stevenson and you put him into the G League bubble and he goes through the G League bubble protocols and he is probably the safest of any eligible NPA player, you draft him for, say, the blue and then you know you, you get a, a run of COVID or you need somebody else coming up and then you call him up to the Thunder, that could be a huge advantage for somebody. Again, we're not sure exactly how all this will work. We're not sure how anything's going to work. It's, it's just the COVID season all over again. But if... You say it out loud, you would imagine that if you're in the G League bubble, you're testing every day, you're testing negative every day, an NBA team needs to call you up to the NBA team, you would imagine that at that point they just need to fly into the NBA city, get a negative test, and away you go, because they already have your previous test from every other day of the year. 
Whereas right now with New York, you're seeing them sign Taj Gibson and he has not been able to play yet because he's got to clear those protocols. You would imagine that these players in the G League are already clearing those protocols and can be called up and play almost seeming seamlessly. Uh, but we'll talk about that coming up with the NBA, considering, as of now, putting the season on pause. What's in store on that end? But I do want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag has all you could ever want for. If you're into football, we've got the NFL postseason. It's into the second round. The Chiefs are hosting the Browns. You can go bet on the greatest quarterback of all time, Patrick Mahomes, at home against Cleveland. You can bet on the NBA. You can bet on college basketball. There are an unlimited amount of opportunities for you to get in on the action. NFL, college hoops, NBA, anything you could ever want. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use our promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Personally, again, I'm betting on the Chiefs this week, so I'm going to head on over to betonline.ag and place some money on Patrick Mahomes. But do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I. L-E-S, this is Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked on Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. Uh, this is their one place to stop for whenever you need advice on picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. So subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcasts from. Brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.a. G. So I want to talk now about the NBA season and you know the seemingly up in the air season as the time I'm recording this podcast. Let's just start with the facts and what you need to know. So on Sunday, the Heat and Celtics did not play. They got postponed due to COVID. Uh, the second postponement of the season due to COVID uh, going all the way back to the season opener from the Thunder and the Rockets. The Mavericks and Pelicans has been postponed for Monday. The Mavericks shut down their practice facility on Sunday. The Mavericks have four players who have COVID right now, not to mention the contact tracing. It seems unlikely, in my opinion, although I'm no doctor, that they'll have enough players back 
for Wednesday's game. So you would imagine they're going to cancel that game as well. The Celtics-Bulls game for Tuesday is already postponed. And again, this adds to the Thunder Rocket season opener uh, getting postponed. And the 76ers are dealing with COVID. Uh, they barely had enough players to play this last weekend. You know, I think that we're seeing this season in an interesting place. And right now, the Mavericks have like four players who are not involved in the health and safety protocols. And I, I don't know where to go from here. And I think it's okay to just admit you don't know, right? That's something that we shouldn't really be afraid of because I'm not a doctor. I am not a health and safety specialist. I am not in a position of power in the NBA that knows all the ins and outs and the protocols and what's happening, what's not happening. I don't know what these players are doing in their free time. I don't know how this is happening, right? I don't know if more players shouldn't be quarantined. I don't know if, if one player, this is what I'm thinking in my head, just give you a reference point. If one player tests positive, I don't see how the whole team's not in contact tracing. That would be my policy. Now, clearly the NBA has actual medical professionals telling them, no, it doesn't necessarily need to work that way. So that's how far behind I am in the spectrum of people who are in the loop regarding COVID. What I find interesting is what happens from here this season. Again, to me, who has a bare minimum knowledge medically, in fact, lower than that, to me, it seems like the route to go would be to put the season on pause and just simply hit the reset button, right? Everyone in the NBA quarantines, no matter if you have it or you don't have it, if your team has it or doesn't have it, everyone quarantines, we just restart, uh, get new testing, you know, get, get tests done all the time and make sure everyone's good to go. And then let's try this whole thing again. And the NBA is discussing that. And... Another option, if you don't want to go that way, because I think that there is a point here where there are a lot of people right now in position of power who pushed for this start of Christmas, who pushed for this to start earlier than MLK Day. And MLK Day was the big day thrown around, right? Remember, there was a time in which we thought the season would actually start on MLK Day. And to have to postpone or, or have to pause the season before MLK Day would signal a failure, in most people's minds. And these are very, very prideful people who do not want to even give off the appearance of failure, in my opinion. So you're going to look for every possible alternative, even if it risks everything, right? This could risk not only the actual season, but it could also risk the, the relevancy of this season. Because we're starting to see the ripple effects, right? I mean, imagine if the Celtics did have to play. Because at one time on Sunday, they had eight players. I'm not sure how they dipped below eight players, but at one point they had eight players. And Taco Fall would be your backup center, one of your three reserves. You wouldn't have Jason Tatum. And the Celtics would likely lose that game. And the Celtics, you know, the difference between them being the fourth seed and fifth seed or fourth seed and sixth seed, which is a totally change in matchups, fourth to sixth, will be a game or two. We just know that's the case. So it's going to not only impact if this season can continue as a whole and continue to make you money, but it could impact fan interest if you're just seeing just these random lineups get thrown out there that jeopardize the integrity or or the validation or the validity of this season as a whole. So there's a lot of different avenues you can go down with this, and I'm not sure what the right way is. Because for me, I look at this first off and say, well, how is nobody... 
How, how is anybody not quarantined after a player tests positive? You move on from that as the NBA gets health and safety protocols and, and they get advice from actual medical experts. You move on from that, and I wonder, well, why not just expand the, the, the rosters then, right? Why not just expand to, you know, have 20 people or whatever the number would be, expand these rosters and have somebody step up at a moment's notice? The flip side of that coin, though, is that's more risk for the NBA. So there was a reason for them not to expand the rosters because that now increases this, this world of people that you're trusting to do the right thing. And you can get this virus without doing anything wrong. You can get this virus by simply taking every single precaution and it still happens to you. But you can also get this virus very easily by one person doing something they shouldn't be doing. And so to calculate all that risk, maybe they thought against expanding the rosters. So they're in this gray area. And I think that whatever decision comes next will dramatically impact the future of this league. And I don't want to be the one making the decision because I'm comfortable enough in saying, I don't know what they should do. I think it's easy to say both sides. I think both sides have an easy argument of keep playing or pause the season. Now, without knowing the ins and outs of behind the scenes in the NBA, I would just say, let's take a breath. Let's pause the season. Let's figure everything out. Let's just hit the reset button. But there's a world of issues with that, both on the court and off the court. There's another argument to be made from somebody else who would say, well, for example, the Thunder don't have anyone in the health and safety protocols. They have Trevor Ariza, who opted out of the season, uh, so far has opted out, not officially opted out, but you know what I mean. He has not reported to the team. He's out. And they have Ty Jerome, who has a left ankle sprain. They have nobody in, in the health and safety protocols. So why are they being punished with the season getting put on pause for doing what they need to do? And then you can flip that argument around and say, well, why is, say, and at this point, it's hard to use the Mavericks as an example because they've had so many positive tests. You don't know who has it or who doesn't have it. But I think that as of now, we have we have no idea if Luca has it or doesn't have it. But let's just say he doesn't have it. Why penalize Luca, who hasn't gotten the virus and, and somehow is not in contact tracing, if, if he's not in contact tracing by now? Again, this whole Mavericks roster could be in contact tracing by the time this thing is finished for the acts of his teammates. It's just there's a no-win situation here for the NBA because there are teams who have been fortunate enough to not have these uh, health and safety protocol issues. There have been teams who have been unlucky, and maybe they're, they are doing everything right, and they're still getting hit with it. I, I find it hard to believe that the Mavericks are just out here being more reckless than any other team, and that's how they got the COVID. Now, maybe that's the case, but I think that there's a good chance that they're still doing everything reasonably well, and it just happens. And, and, the, and this is an uncontrollable virus, and it just happens sometimes. So if you're Adam Silver, you're in this gray area where there's no definite answer right? There's two easy answers and they're both on the totally opposite side of the spectrum. You can easily convince somebody this season should continue. You can easily convince somebody this season should not continue. And so it'll be interesting to see where this season goes from here. I think the season getting put on pause would be a good thing, but I'm no expert. I think that you should also consider the MLK day, right? Because again, there's a lot of people with a lot of pride making these decisions that do not want to seem as though they made the wrong one by pausing the season prior to MLK Day, which I don't agree with. I think that, that should not factor into any decision being made because you're not telling on anything, right? Like the big fear is, oh my gosh, we were wrong when we found out that this was all for money. Anyone paying attention knows the only reason, the sole driving purpose, the sole driving factor of you starting on Christmas and starting on the 22nd was money. 
that was it. So, so we all have come to terms with that. It was all about money. They got them. They got the start date they wanted, and thus they project that it makes them more money. We've known that from the word go. We've known that since November. We've known that since before the bubble started. That that you cannot miss that Christmas Day start. If you've listened to the show since May, whenever I took over, I've said since May that they would not give up that Christmas Day, you know, slot, that Christmas Day schedule. So I'm not sure what the NBA is going to do from here. As of now, at you know six o'clock on Monday, the league's still happening. And the Thunder still play tomorrow. That could all change by the time this podcast is posted at 3 a.m. on Tuesday morning. And if it does, we'll we'll move on from there as a, as a group and see what's going on with this league. So stay tuned and subscribe to Locked on Thunder. But right now, I want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago... You probably couldn't work your internet properly. I mean, I'm not kidding you. You probably had dial-up internet. Anytime your landline would ring, all of a sudden the internet stops working. It was a disaster. But you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts your car would ever need. My favorite part about rockauto.com is that I know nothing about cars. Not a single thing. I don't even know how to change my windshield wipers, to be honest with you. But I don't have to know anything about cars. Because at rockauto.com... All I got to do is put my make, my model, my year into their database, and they're only going to show me parts that are compatible with my vehicle. I know those three things. I know my make, I know my model, and I know the year. So I am good to go at rockauto.com. Tell them Lockdown sent you in the How Did You Hear About Us box, and they'll know what to do from there. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Let me know what you think about the NBA. Should they be putting on a season on pause or just keep chugging along and see what happens in a day or two or a week or two? Uh, but right now, I want to tell you about Chad Ford's Big Board. March Madness is a few months away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on next year's draft analysis which are going to be very important to Oklahoma City, and subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford, the best in the business, as his first ever Big Board of the Year, out right now with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and so many more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's Big Board wherever you get your podcast from. So I want to preview the game against San Antonio right now. And we're going to start with the game overview the way we always do. Uh, Tip-off is 7 p.m. on Fox Sports Oklahoma. Ty Jerome, left ankle sprain, is still out of this game. We do not have an update as of now from Mark Daynott. We will get one pre-game on Tuesday. And all we know from the last update from Mark Daynott is that Ty Jerome's future is not in the distant future. But it's not soon. So it's somewhere between he's going to be out for the distant future and he's going to be back soon. Somewhere in between there is where the truth is for Ty Jerome. Today marks six weeks since the injury. So you're going to start to see him, I think, coming back 
relatively soon, but not Tuesday against the Spurs. DeMar DeRozan is out. Derek White is out. And Devin Vassell is questionable for San Antonio. This is a big deal that DeMar DeRozan is out, which we'll talk about in a second. SGA was nominated for Player of the Week in the Western Conference this week. Uh, he is the first one to be nominated this year for Oklahoma City. The Thunder have a 13-9 record against San Antonio in Oklahoma City. Now, here's what to watch for in this game. Number one thing to watch for to me is Darius Baisley. To me, Darius Baisley's offensive production this one will be a big deal. Evaluate the last four games from Baisley. He's taken a bit of a step back in some games, especially last game. But his defensive assignments have been Jimmy Butler, Zion Williamson, Julius Randle, and Kevin Durant. That is a tough, tough lineup of players to guard, and that's obviously going to affect your offensive game. Now, with DeMar DeRozan out, there is no go-to score, in my opinion, on the Spurs that will just take Baisley out of the game offensively, that will just drain him of energy so much. And I want to see if he can have that offensive bounce back. You're back at home after a long road trip. Again, you got a lesser opponent defensively to match up with. How does that impact his offensive game? Of course, another thing to watch for is Henry Diallo's production. And to me, the production is not necessarily the counting stats. If he does not have a 20-point effort the way he has the last two games in New York, I don't really care. I care about the way he gets to his stats. I care about the efficiency. I care about the poise. I care about limiting the jump shots. I care about not turning the ball over. I care about playing under control, more so than if he puts up 20 points or not. But I want to see him continue and continue and continue to build on this hot stretch of games he's having uh, in this road trip. And then I want to see Lou Dort have an offensive night, right? We, we've gotten flashes, especially those two triples against Brooklyn, but it's been a couple of games since we've had that jaw-dropping Lou Dort offensive night, and I think that he might be in store for one against San Antonio. And then, of course, you're going to look for Shea and see what Shea can do. We all get that. I think what's interesting with Shea, though, is that hard fall against Brooklyn. With Shea, how does he look against San Antonio? I just mean physically look. Like, like, does he look like he's in pain after that hard fall against Brooklyn? Because you have a back-to-back. You have a Tuesday-Wednesday back-to-back. If he looks like he's struggling at all on Tuesday, you've got to take that precaution. You've got to rest him on Wednesday. And at that point, you're likely resting Horford, Hill, Shea, three starters out of your starting lineup. So the best-case scenario would be for Shea to be perfectly fine, which he says he is. He says he's fine. He's all good. He'll be all right after the game against Brooklyn. But we'll see once that adrenaline wears off and once he's in a new game, how that works out for him. So just monitor that as you go along about your day on Tuesday. The bet of the day brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag. I've got Oklahoma City plus two in this one. I am on a bit of a hot streak. Want to keep it that way. Oklahoma City plus two. They win this game outright. Uh, Thunder Moneyball of the game. I'm going to try for a bounce back. I went on a two-game winning streak to break my 0 for a stretch to start the year, and then I lost in Brooklyn. So I want to bounce back here with Darius Baisley. Uh, he's going to have a better offensive night. Again, I think so without that hard defensive matchup. I want to see what he can do, and I think he can lead the team in three-pointers made. Let me know on Twitter your prediction for this game, your bet of the game, and your money ball pick of the game. And also let me know on Twitter what you think the NBA should do as with this season as a whole. Should they put the season on pause? Subscribe to Locked on Thunder wherever you get your podcast from. It's the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're going to be back to recap this Spurs game tonight. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Thunder. Perfect ending! 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.